Welcome to Breaking Bad Rehab, an episode by episode rewatch of Breaking Bad. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. And in this podcast, we try to unpick why the TV series Breaking Bad is widely regarded as one of the greatest ever. Um, we talk with a lot of spoilers um, as we're discussing things coming up. So if you haven't seen all five seasons of Breaking Bad, please don't listen to our podcast. Go and watch them. They'll be much more worth your time, but come back to us at the end. This week we've been talking about um, episode five of season two called Breakage. In this episode we've discussed um, strange collections of blood and chemo bags, feng shui yoing, and Americans' extraordinarily long pregnancies. Hope you enjoy. So as before, before we start, just a quick summary of the episode for those who haven't just been watching it. So in this episode, Walt is continuing his cancer treatment and he's starting to feel a bit better, but now he's getting a bit worried about the growing medical bills. And Jesse, now that he's got a bit of money, is starting to get his life a bit back on track, paying off his debts to the guy who's storing the RV, getting himself a new place to live, that kind of thing. And for the first time he sees um, his new neighbor and landlord, Jane. Um, Walt and Jesse are starting to get the, uh, the RV going again, to cook again. And now Jesse's not really keen on selling the meth anymore, and he suggests that Walt, Walt takes over the Tuco's role as distributor. Um, meanwhile, Hank and the DEA have come across the name Heisenberg, but they're not really sure if he's real or, or just an urban legend. And Hank is promoted after his um, apprehending and killing of Tuco, and is appointed to a tri-state drugs force, which causes him to have a few mental health problems. And then Skinny Pete, whilst he's selling um, selling meth for Jesse, uh, gets ripped off by a drug-addicted couple. And Walt tells Jesse that unless he does something about it, he's going to uh, find that people think his crew is a bit of a soft touch. And that's it. Lovely stuff. Cool. Okay. Our first question is a kind of broad, kind of social-wide, society-wide question. Do you think you can be an ethical drug dealer? Because I think this is what Jesse wants to be, an ethical drug dealer. What would he think an ethical drug dealer was? Uh, well, I, I, thought, I think he was quite sort of, when he set out his business plan with like his crew, he, I don't know, I've no idea what the ins and outs are typically about, um, uh, the, you know, how much money you'd expect, this and the other. But it seemed... The way it was presented, it felt like he was being quite fair to them, giving them a chance, you know, he was giving them this product to sell up front, then he, they just had to give them the money back. It, it felt a bit like a team bonding exercise, you know? Right, well, so um, you, mean, you mean if it had, they hadn't been his mates, they'd have had to pay for it all up front and then sell what they can kind of thing, but he was actually yeah. providing the product up front. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I actually thought that when they were talking about the actual amounts that they were getting, he, he basically said... Um, you sell each ounce for two and a half thousand dollars. You get to keep five hundred dollars, and I get two thousand dollars back. Yeah, you? yes. Which I maybe that is quite fair. It seemed like Jesse was getting quite a lot for it, but then I suppose he's taking quite a lot of the risk, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, with he's being the cook, making and the, the product and doing the upper level distribution. 
I have no idea. I have how no idea. But yeah. the I I thought the way it's presented was you're supposed to think, oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's fair. These guys will make five hundred dollars a night, hopefully. And what are you but saying yeah. that Jesse's doing this as kind of like, uh, mm. you know, he's been entrusted with Walt, if you like, for doing the distribution, and he wants to do it this way rather than he wants to feel like he's doing it fairly, sort of yeah, thing. Well, yeah. Well, the the way which in which Jesse's character is presented this this week. Um, is that he's he's going to be fair and 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 uh, well especially with his interactions with the chap with the RV. Yeah. Um. So he goes to him, and this isn't a Jesse that I'm really <laughs> familiar with, but he says, you know, you know, I say. I'm a man of my word. word. Yeah, my <laughs> word's my bond. Um, and he pays him the money. That's not Jesse you're familiar with. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. Not really. Where have we seen that Jesse before? I think Jesse is kind of a man of his word, isn't he, in many ways? Like, towards his friends and things like that, he's... He doesn't... I think Jesse's a man who'd like to be a man of his word, but is kind of keeps failing out in lots of ways. He's like one of those endearing people that you really like, but kind of is an epic fail quite often. When when we first met Jesse right at the beginning, and he, you kind of feel he's... I mean, when he's climbing out the window and leaving his his original cooking partner to the, at the mercy of the yeah. DEA... Which is uh, probably fair enough. Probably fair enough. But, but he wasn't he trying. When he when he goes and sees Crazy Eight for the first time, so he's kind of not really caring about his previous partner. Is he? The original Jesse, I feel, mm. is someone who is not very caring. But actually, I think the the developed Jesse over time is Jesse. For me, becomes the moral center of the story. Really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but not in a kind of. Like moral centre, as in doing the right emotional thing. Yeah. But I've never thought of him as being like I'd imagine he's the sort of guy that if you lent twenty quid to or dollars or whatever, he'd be a bit flaky about paying you back. He probably would, and then like if you ever said anything about it, you know, he'd he'd get it back, but not really without a bit of a struggle. So why is he so keen on paying back? I don't know. I, I think what the, the I thought the program was trying to show us this week. Here's Jesse. He's gonna do. He's gonna be. He's gonna try and sell this meth yeah. as fair as possibly. Yeah. Um, so you can obviously argue massively about the damage that meth is doing. That's a different question. Yeah. But just thinking about the ethics of distribution of a drug. Yeah. Um. It, it felt, we work as fairly. It felt like he was. He was. I. I think it was trying to give us the idea that he was paying us all fairly. Um. And of course, then it leads on to this problem with the um, with the the skanky couple. That attack and get the money off Skinny Pete, yeah. which Jesse accepts as breakages and just yeah. one of those things. So he's not going to have a massive go at Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete's his mate. Yeah. Um, but Walt, but Walt, Walt has a problem with. Yeah. Has a problem with. Seriously has a problem with. Um, Walt is stepping in and saying, and as he sort of says, well, Tuco, Tuco wouldn't have had breakages. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, he did. He broke people's arms or limbs or something. Yeah. Um, Yes, I do. See, I do. See, and you feel that's what this episode's about. It's very le- clearly laying out the sort of Jesse versus Walt approach at this point in the story. Well, yeah. Although the Jesse isn't a Jesse, I'm totally believing is. You know, well, you I think, I think they're just creating this yeah. Jesse as as an alternative. Yeah, uh, it's not a completely unbelievable Jesse to me. I don't think. No, I mean, yeah. I do think Jesse would be the sort of would be a guy who'd go. Oh well, fuck it. Yeah, two thousand bucks, whatever. We yeah. have loads. I'm not that. Bad. And we know that Jesse's not really someone who wants to get involved in the violent side. I mean, Walt isn't <laughs> either. But the fact that Walt's suggesting that he needs to deal with it at the is end is he not? Do you not think? Well, come on. Walt walked into Tuco's with his crazy bag of shiny fumarate stuff. 
Do you not think that Walt really does want to get into it? Get him. He would rather not be involved in the violent side of it, wouldn't he? If he can get away with it, he kind of he's yeah. kind of getting to the point where where he doesn't. Well, he will get to the point where he doesn't care that he's involved in the violent side. We of know it. that ultimately he yeah. gets well entrenched in in violence. But he can see. I mean, he's at this strange point at the moment, isn't he, where he wants to go back to his normal family life. Well, he did about two or two or three episodes ago, mm. only to find his normal family life is, is a bit all shaken it up, really. It sucks now, Yeah. It? Well, not, not that it sucks, but that it's just not there for him to go back to because Skylar's kind of too, too suspicious of him. Yeah. So he's probably thinking, well, the real reasons I set out for doing this whole thing in the first place don't really exist anymore. Why am I doing this exactly? And so his, his reasons for carrying on are kind of murky now. Because he really is carrying on the moment, doesn't he, to pay for his cancer treatment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's, I think that's what it's showing us. That's the prime thing it's showing us, isn't it? The money that is, is why he's is motivating him just at the moment anyway. For the cancer yes. treatment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and he doesn't really know. Yeah, it's odd to think, isn't it, that his motivations will turn back at some point to providing for his family. But I can't quite remember how they turn back in some ways. Yeah. Well, Ultimately, at the, at the very end of the story, that's what he wants to do, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. you know, isn't that just so that? Well, anyway, I think that's a massive conversation further up down the line, yeah, and it's talking yeah. all about Walt's character. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway, so there was a comparison I thought between Walt and Jesse about being an ethical drug dealer. Yes, um, I think the real answer is that you you can't really because they are going to get Jesse wouldn't manage, you know, probably for very long. Being, being an ethical drug dealer. I think there are reasons why you can't handle that much. Well, that's an interesting question, really, isn't it? Could you, what, you think if you allowed for breakage like that with the meth addicts kind of taking the money off Skinny Pete, if that was known, then that would happen a lot? I, I guess that's what Walt's presenting. As an argument yeah. Walt's presenting, I, I think that could well be true. Walt doesn't really know that, does he? Just like Walt we, doesn't know that real <laughs> criminals don't meet in a... That's in a, true. In a, in a, in a but our, our, our knowledge of criminality is behind Walt, so I guess we should yes. probably... I do, what, what, uh, what do you, I mean, do you feel that, well, I, mean, I know this will, probably, this will be happening in the next episode, but, or not next episode, but somewhere further down the line, but do you think Jesse would go along with being, with Walt asking him to do that? Is that something he, he's going to do? Um, well, I can't actually remember what happens, so at the moment it's, it is a... I can, I can remember, yeah, vaguely, so... Um... So if you can't, I probably wouldn't. I won't, okay. I won't discuss no, right. it. Yeah. But um, I think he will feel that is part of his job, so that he, he would do that. Yeah. And he's been slightly goaded by, very much goaded by. By Walt. By Walt. Uh, and what's what's Walt actually advocating as well? Because he's not saying it explicitly out loud, is he? Is he just advocating violence essentially? He, uh, yeah. What 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 is a gun if it isn't violence? Really, that's what he presents to Jesse. So. Yeah. Yeah, of course he is, and he's yeah. so, but but Walt. Being he, a bit of a coward yeah. isn't saying... Isn't he's not going to do it himself, saying, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a point, wasn't it? What does is, what is Jesse actually says? He says, like, seriously, man, you know, what the hell do you actually want me to do? Yeah. You know, really, like, we're having this discussion, but, yeah. you know... And Walt doesn't answer him. No, because no. he can't say it, and that's... Yeah, that's, yeah he is... I mean, and he's not, even, he's not either, either saying, you know, he might be showing him the gun, but he's not saying... He, he, could, he could be saying... Either use this as a threat, but I don't expect you to actually use it. Or he could be saying, "You might have to actually use this." Yeah, he can yeah. get out in his own head. Yeah. He's yeah. His, his conscience can kind of remain. Yeah, him, which is yeah sneaky, very sneaky. Yes, I, I like the I like the um, 
part where they're kind of talking about this sort of distribution problem. And especially the line where Jesse says, uh, you need me more than I need you, Walt. Yeah. Yeah. The first time he doesn't call him Mr. White. That is, yeah. I don't yeah. ever remember that happening. And so. I thought, and you think, yeah, this is true now, isn't it? Walt does need Jesse more than... Uh, Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. I was, I was going to, I was going to ask that. Do you think that's actually true? Just thinking, at the end, as we often discuss spoilers, we know ultimately Walt is, you know, well, he's Heisenberg. He's, uh, yeah, he's the scary man who knocks, etc. So he, at that point, he's, he, he, he's Mister Big, and Jesse's just somebody else. Yeah. At the beginning, Walt definitely doesn't have a clue. We would have no idea what to do if it wasn't for Jesse. And we've got this idea that Walt's created something that's a different product from anything else. He's such an amazing chemist that somehow he is a, a man worth knowing. Um, and he's also being quite aggressive, you know, and, and done a few things that really, you know, set things up with Tuco. Do, ultimately, yeah, it starts off with Jesse holding the power. It ends up with Walt holding the power. Was Yeah, do you think that's a fair thing to say that Jesse's holding the power at the minute? I think right now it is because... Walt can cook all he likes, but he has no idea how to sell it and distribute yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's you know, true. Jesse's, Jesse's the only one in the pair who yeah. knows how to do that. He, yeah. he don't, really does need Jesse at the moment. I mean, it's not to say the balance isn't going to tip again, because obviously, like when we, you know, when we walk to find someone else to distribute it in the form of Gus later, like then he doesn't really need Jesse anymore. But, no, no. But, you know, we know how fantastic the hold that they have over each other is. I mean, that's kind of like the basis for the next couple of seasons in a way, isn't it? The hold that the two of them have over each other. And yeah. it's really interesting how that changes. And yeah. of course, as we know, that wasn't going to be there because we didn't, Jesse was never going to be a long-running character. He was just going no. to be like season one motivation. So, yeah. yeah, this is... Again, you look at Breaking Bad, you assume there's it, it was created whole in some wonderful vision yeah but of course it wasn't and of course they were just thinking okay so we've got the why do we, how do we keep jesse around because you know walt's become this other character yeah i mean if you think about it like when by the time you introduce a new character a new distributor as a line that makes jesse completely redundant as a character yeah. I, uh, I can't quite remember why oh, I, I can't remember but okay. we won't, we'll discuss that later on but yes. that is the i mean we always come back to that that is the genius of breaking bad in some ways i think isn't it that it always keeps the, it always keeps the story feeling like it's credible. Like yeah, those... you don't often. Yeah, I don't ever remember thinking. Well, I don't know why they're keeping yeah. like this comical sidekick character around. Yeah, um, you know, the, the lovable yeah. Jesse. When when you know, when the sure. reasons for Jesse being around became a little bit redundant, they came in with some really yes. heavy hitting motives to keep him there. Yeah, we'll yeah. wait and see. What Which we are. should discuss Which later in down the, the line. Yes. Um, yes. Cool. Is it my turn? So, um, uh, well, I have another question actually about sort of about um, about Jesse. Thinking about like you know what what we've just discussed about him. Really, you know, we start off seeing him as this low level drug dealer, and why why do we trust Jesse in the world <coughs> as, a, as a character? Because I mean, I know I know you you just said like we're him paying paying back um, Combo's cousin who owns the RV park. You know, mm. saying he's a man of his word. Is, you, you think slightly overdoing it in this episode, but generally, we do kind of trust Jesse, don't we? And more than we do Walt. Walt's an untrustworthy character, and Jesse's a very trustworthy character in many ways. I think because well, Jesse has more emotional reactions that we can empathise with, whereas Walt doesn't so much. So whenever there's things like Tuco putting, killing someone in front of them, <coughs> and I think Jesse's the one who 
who we kind Jesse of empathise with. Jesse panics, freaks out, yeah. and you know has a cow, and he he he's much more like us. You know, I think the most most viewers where there is something. I suppose it's the idea that there's something of Heisenberg in Walt from very early on. That, something cold and yeah. yeah. Or it could be um, that that the idea that Walt is actually a bit depressed initially. I think that's what yeah. sort of, you know that said that initially that that um, Brian Hansen you know played him as a man who who is very depressed with his lot. Yeah. And and like um, as we had the other week when he talks to the psychiatrist in the hospital and reels off all the kind of shit he has to deal with in, uh, at this point in his life. Um, and he has become emotionally detached because of that sort of depression that he suffers. Yeah. And characters, and, and unfortunately people who are depressed are often <coughs> sorry, quite difficult to connect with and to warm to. Um, uh, what, in fiction? In fiction and yeah. probably uh, in, in life, real life as yeah. well, unfortunately. Um, I, it's difficult to notice, isn't it, the point at which that happened because definitely sympathise with Walt to start with, like at the beginning of his story, you know, his, his put upon this. And I haven't really noticed where that change has happened. Well, it's just slow, I suppose. I mean, that's, yes. That's the greatness of his, his character arc in some ways, But isn't between it? him yeah. and Jesse, he is, he's almost, I mean, it's, all, it's always quite antagonistic between the two of them, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, like, when they have things to do, you see, I mean, you see it through adult. Uh, Walt is a complete adult about things, and Jesse's often a child. So, yeah. as an older person, I'm often kind of siding with Walt. But their emotional reaction to things like the horrible gunk of, um, you know, the the, the acid bath person yeah. and and clearing that up. Jesse looks devastated. Walt looks sort of. Are you well, sure he's holding yeah. it in more? Yeah, I know. he's holding it in more. I don't think he's any less devastated. I mean, he's the one you see picking bits of bone up and stuff, isn't it? It's his character that yes. you see doing. And also, I mean, remember the, remember the third episode of season one where Walt has to decide to kill Crazy Eight? I mean, you're really in with Walt there, the kind of conversation mm. he has with them. You're you're really sympathising with Walt at that point, aren't you? I'm just interested in how did, how did it... Where did this change come where we no longer do that and we now look to Jesse for our kind of sympathetic character. Yeah, but we are, we're still sympathetic. Do you not think this is a rewatch thing in that we are p imposing on Walt as well at the moment? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think... future. Yeah, I think in, in my original watch, I was still much more sympathetic with Walt at this yes. point than I am now. Yeah, 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 I, th yeah. I, I think so. Um, yeah, and still a bit more distrustful of Jesse. So I think that's that's a different thing. Yeah, we are just seeing him through his eyes. I mean, I mean it, this... this this thing we're talking about now with Walt's advocating that Jesse should deal with it or whatever, I'm kind of thinking, what, what, what have you become already? And I don't think yeah. I was thinking that about him. No, watching, so yeah. right now we're seeing it, it's just saying, ah, oh, this is the first steps of yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. similarly, I was just thinking, this is another kind of thing of thinking about how you watch it differently when you're re-watching things. Um, so when Hank talks about hearing on the streets about Heisenberg, and this is the first time, isn't it? I think Hank's t talked about Heisenberg by right. name. Yeah. And first time I watched it, I was probably like wanted to, you know, punch the air, thinking, yeah, you know, this kind of character that that, that Walt's created almost. And um, by the way, why is Heisenberg? Why do you think they picked on Heisenberg as a pseudo uh, as a pseudonym? Well, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Well, is it's that a the... physicist thing, though. He's a chemist. Maybe they just like the, like the word, cool name. Like a cool okay. name. Yeah, well, fine. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe they were going on the 
so the Heisenberg uncertainty principle is the thing in quantum physics, isn't it, where you can't both measure uh, the, the, the velocity the, the, and, and, the and the position of a. So maybe they're of a. You can't find out where Walt is. Yes. And what he's doing. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's a. Maybe yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um. So, but when I first heard about it, it was like, oh wow, you know, Hank, the sort of like, you know, policeman, is um, who we're not in love with normally in the first watch at this point with Hank. Has, has has you know knows a little bit like we're laughing at his um small knowledge he doesn't understand everything we're sort of laughing at him because it's like oh little does he know that's actually his mild mannered brother-in-law that yeah. he thinks is this kind of big cheese that's come in um and now you watch it and it's like oh yeah this is the coming menace really isn't it heisenberg is is the is ultimately the the the, the baddie of the whole show i suppose yeah yeah um and 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 it's a, not exactly menacing, but it doesn't have that kind of, um, yeah. I, I, I reacted to it in a very different way. Yes, yes. Um, pr probably for the same reasons you're saying about the way, the different way we view Walt on rewatch. We're more sympathetic towards him the first time around than we are this time around. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to what you were just saying about, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Walt being the kind of adult in the relationship and Jesse being the sort of child in the relationship. Did you like the um, the uh, the lines of dialogue when um, Skinny Pete and Badger and Combo come around to Jesse's flat for the first time? You've got go like Feng Shui, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's just like they're just sort of like teenagers, really, aren't they? And it kind of yeah. makes you feel more warm towards them in some ways. You kind of think these are just like adolescent boys who are not really very grown up at all, isn't it? Oh, exactly. plasma, plasma always wins out over yeah, LCD. Plasma rocks over LCD. Uh, rocks over LCD. Yeah. And Badger's making echo noises as well, isn't it? Yeah, Badger is the biggest child of them all, isn't I he? I know, yeah. Yeah. Badger continues to, to delight. But yeah. I, yeah, I thought there was a little bit of a kind of, oh God, this is so easy, isn't it? And you've got another, it echoes another scene earlier when, um, when Jesse's being shown around the place by Jane and he's trying to be like all grown up about it and what does he say about something like she opens the door and there's the like washing machine and dryer in there and he's like oh stacking cool <laughs> yeah. um, but um yeah well, I can't remember the other thing but it, it I thought it is really easy isn't it they've got this kind of language pattern that they've, they've got in so all you do is you say something that sounds like an estate agent's kind of flippant remark or realtor, whatever. And, you had and then you had yell at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then you got a funny line. Yeah. Um, so it is laughably easy to do that. But yeah. It is, but but it eminently enjoyable funny. as well. Yeah, I, know, I never get tired of it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they are very, they are very childish. And he's got his fizzy pop drinks as well and stuff like that for everybody to enjoy. Yes. At the, at the meeting. Um, is that, yeah, yeah, they're quite annoying though. They're not completely charming, but. What, uh, Je Jesse's mates? Yeah, well, you know, oh, you, you, want, you don't totally love them. Oh, no, but I, 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 I'm never bored in the scene where they're all hanging around because there's just kind of, they're, they're, they're cartoon characters in some ways, aren't they? But that, that's okay for Jesse. Jesse's not a cartoon character, so Jesse's much more fully formed, but. Skinny Pete and Combo, and well, especially Skinny Pete and Badger, particularly. Combo's not such a. We don't see so much of him, really, do we? No. But, but Skinny Pete has a. Has <laughs> so a, it happens to Combo. Yeah. yeah. Skinny Pete has a. 
funny name and just the just his look is yes. kind of like you know he's actually order. quite older actor and he's is just he? playing you but, know the idea is why not get somebody who is old looking yeah. old and then just playing young Dress him up like a teenager. so it looks like somebody who's like had a hard life yeah, like yeah. a young man who's had a hard life because Vaz is awfully shiny and clean faced isn't he yeah. really he looks he sounds just like a little boy yeah, yeah. And, and he's got like ruddy healthy skin yeah. but um oh, I didn't realise that about his skin that's quite interesting because he does act in a pure, in a just yeah. the same way as the others, doesn't he? Yeah. He's really good acting. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, uh, we seem to talk about Skylar pretty much in every episode. I yeah, have so, my Skylar watch. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, oh, it's a Skylar watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, since you, you, we brought up, like, ages ago, didn't we? Like, the, we always talk about, like, why people just like Skylar mm. as a character. And I, and... I think actually in the previous episode, last time in the last podcast, you you were kind of like pointing to some of the reasons why Scarlet might just like and sort of yeah. agreeing with them, and I was sort of disagreeing with you yes. about it. I, well, I was thinking yeah. her outrageous passive aggression, although yeah. understandable. Yeah, oh, would have been hard to live with, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience, I anyway, yeah. whatever. But in in this one, Skylar's treatment of Marie in this was just like. Harsh. In that I mean, scene, the scene where I mean, it's also quite a tender scene in some ways, isn't it? Like the, I mean, because she. So 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 this is the bit where they've had a kind of, they're having a a, um, a barbecue thing um, at Hank and Marie's. Yeah. And then Marie and Skylar are in the inside. Inside. Yeah. And yes. they're just and Skylar and Marie's been talking about how she wishes. Um, she wishes her and Hank were moving to Washington DC instead. Sure. She's been looking at real estate in Washington DC yes. about the nice places there, kind of thing. And Skylar's in a real mood, kind of thing, while all this is going on. And her main thing is that Marie still hasn't apologised, isn't it? Still hasn't apologised yeah. about the... about lying about the kleptomania. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose to us as viewers, that seems like a plot point that was a really long time ago. Yeah, I was never very interested in it. And I kind of want that done anyway. And it just seems like Sky's being really pedantic in some ways. But, but still, come on, imagine yeah. a sibling. Yeah. A sibling who you're close to, yeah. who you chat to all the time, yeah. has done something that meant that you almost got arrested. Yes, true. And was totally dishonest and has completely um, failed to acknowledge it completely. I mean, Marie's just pissed off because it also echoes her life with Walt, who is a... You know, like Marie's what Skylar's pissed off. Sorry, really. Skylar's really yeah. pissed off. Skylar's really pissed off because Marie is just like, yeah, nothing's happened. I mean, she's a different kind of a liar from Walt, but yeah, I could see her being just really cross. But also, on the other hand, it does seem what is it? She's just it's like, shh, Walt. yes, that's so so condescending, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's actually quite nice when she sort of breaks down a little bit, Skylar, doesn't she? She says, well, I just want my sister back, yeah. and they sort of have a bit of a reconciliation, they, don't they? They do, she's quite nice, but. But I, as opposed to last episode when I was I was sort of disagreeing with you about I completely understood Skylar's passive aggressiveness here, I did kind of find her a bit cold really. That's okay. the kind of thing. That, yeah, that, that kind right. of shh, whatever. That's that's an unattractive. Yeah, picture. it's kind of an un, unattractive. Thing. I do I do I mean I can't actually I feel like that scene was here put here in order that. Marie and Skylar can resolve their differences and now they need to be back on site. I can't actually remember what if that is the purpose, but we have talked before about how Skylar might be a slightly um, 
abused character. I mean, abused by the writers in some ways, not abused by anyone. Yeah, yeah, in some ways, and that she's used as a plot device in in, yeah. in a few instances. Just because, I mean, her her role at the moment is very concrete in that she is suspicious of Walt and Walt knows it and we're seeing that this is this is leading to a complete meltdown yeah. at some point. Yeah. yeah, she's got to make Walt's life really difficult. She's got yeah. to make him walk on absolute eggshells for anything he's got to do. Um, yeah. So, so there's, yeah, there's that. And the thing, the thing, her line about when Walt finds a cigarette or whatever and she says, perhaps I smoke them in a fugue state. Oh, so come on, you got to love that. <laughs> you got to love you? that. I did really. I, I, I really Passive aggressive that. to the max. <laughs> Yeah. That's so like in your face. Yeah, I I think that's going for. And also, I mean, also, of course, it's completely saying to Walt, "I know you weren't really in the fugue state. I don't know what you were doing, but I don't believe you." Kind of yes, thing. And he's got no coming much. back from that, really, has he? He's yeah. he's either got to tell her the truth, or she's not going to believe anything else. He's the only he's going to have to tell the truth at some point. And that's yeah. kind of great that we're leading towards that where we can see that Walt has to tell Skylar the truth. Oh, unless he thinks of a really good lie that would be better that she'll believe, but yeah, yeah, we will see. Yeah, um, but I do quite I, I look I quite <coughs> like to flushing the cigarettes down the toilet as well. Yeah, it's really childish and teenagerish, isn't it? Yes, and quite desperate. And it is <coughs> quite nice to see her have this weakness of smoking. Okay. I thought that that and also um, uh, Hank's beer brewing in the um, in his garage yeah. were both little reflections of legal drugs and yeah. yeah did I mean, you not think it was a little bit too on the nose because it did make a little or, bit because you yeah. do see you you see the sort of well it looks like a chemistry workshop doesn't it yes when Hank's when Hank's his beer. brewing yes that then, was very deliberate wasn't it oh yeah. okay it's not yeah. so it is like hey, this is a bit like meth. And I thought the flushing the cigarettes down the toilet was also, you know, remember Jesse trying to flush the meth down the toilet at the, at the beginning. And what I did like about the, um, about the Hank's beer bottling thing is that they found it made it really dark in the, the garage. It really was like a meth lab kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, his man uh, cave. His man cave, yeah. I, I like Marie's line about that. Yeah. You're brewing in your man brewing cave. Brewing in your man cave, yeah. And... Yeah, okay, so it's sort of, sort of saying, yeah, this is Hank doing his legal legal drug bottling or whatever, and is there really any difference? So, it's, but, so, but yeah. and so th just thinking back to the reason why Hank is there. In his man case. In his man case. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, did you, what did you think of his uh, panic attack in the lift? Yes, well, this is kind of the whole, this is kind of a big part of this episode, really, isn't it? Yeah, sort of, um, yeah. Yes, and all, I have to say, I'm not wholly convinced by it. You know, okay. No, um, and given that, given the sort of like the credit sequence of um, the two Mexican guys fighting Tuco's grill in the river, yeah, and then okay. we we realize I, I was a bit confused about the timeline about that to be honest at the beginning, and then then obviously we find out that Hank's thrown it there at the yeah, end, yeah, sort of thing. So yeah. I mean, and the fact that they started with that, you know, is why it features prominently in this this episode, I think. But so, what what's your What's your, well, you asked me, what's my take yeah. on, on what uh, Hank's panic's about? I, I yeah. liked, yeah. I thought the panic attack in the lift was was well acted. I thought, I, I believed his... But were you immediately clear about what the reasons for it were? That, uh, that was my problem I had with it in some ways. Oh, well, you know, just a traumatic experience of having that sort of shootout with, with Tuco. Um, yes, but it, we're, we're quite... a. We're quite a way beyond. I mean, okay, we're days beyond that, aren't we? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're day, yeah, just yeah. days beyond it. He's yeah. been bottling it up. 
bottling it up. Let's see what I did there. Anyway, um, and he, uh, and the way things his work is progressing is he's not going to step down. He's going forward. He's got to be see more of this. He's he's being going to be put in the line of danger more. So, so I think you... that was the trigger that then you know made this reaction happen. So y your idea about the actual trigger of this panic attack was that he gets given this promotion. He's just shot Tuco. Um, it's kind of quite a traumatic mm. incident, and then he gets his promotions to this mm. tri-state um, yeah, drug squad or whatever, whatever. where he's going to be living El down in El Paso. Um, um, is that the idea? He's moved living there? down, staying down. I don't staying think he moved down. I think, no. but he just goes he's there. Go down a bit. Yeah, but and... he's going to see more cartel stuff. And, yeah, and, and that's and so that that's what his panic attack's about. No, no, well, it? no, the panic attack is because of the 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 shootout who's in the Tuco. Right. But it's triggered by that. That's you know that's the sort of just a little extra push because he's he was freaked out by that. It was a terrifying experience. He didn't deal with it. And it's just one extra thing just to knock him over the edge into a freak-out zone. And you see, the, the reason I say that I'm not wholly convinced by it is because I, I don't feel it's quite in keeping with what we've been led to believe about Hank's character up to this point. Hank, Hank's been... Hank's this kind of like... You know, he... Think of the way that he laughed about um, and filmed um, Tuco's henchman's death in the, in the car wrecking yard. I mean, he seems to like treat death pretty like flippantly. Really. Somebody else's death, but this is his own, isn't it? Yeah, but even thing. so, he's not. He's and not the reason a, why people do yeah. stuff like that is because they're freaked out. That's why people take photographs that are hideously inappropriate. It's often Maybe. a reaction to their own kind of inner what the fuck kind of thing. I, I uh, it just doesn't feel quite in keeping with his character to me in, into what we've seen seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, he, I sort of know what you mean. It's kind of introducing another side of Hank yes, that we haven't seen before. A, a gentler, uh, more sensitive side that and and, and yes, absolutely. I mean, I think you, you said this before in another podcast how first season Hank is this kind of almost comical, bumbling, mm. um, non PC. Um, um, you know, alpha male hunk. Well, shock. not alpha male, but you know, a jock yeah. kind of behaviour. Yes, yeah, jock gone to fat. Yeah. yeah, jock gone to fat. Yeah, and now for obvious good story reasons, his character is becoming more three dimensional, and I suppose it just doesn't kind of quite. So I, I, wasn't quite, I, I, wasn't I don't quite find it that shocking. His, um, just knowing yeah. that lots of kind of. Machismo guys do often end up a bit deranged with panic attacks at some point in their life. Yeah, but maybe all, all it was 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 that um, was kind of almost the order of events that, that when when we first see the panic attack, like we have the we have the shooting of Tuco two episodes ago, mm. and then we have Hank's promotion scene here, and the panic attack scene happens just after the promotion scene, mm. and so. You just think it seems too distant from the... Slightly. Maybe. Well, I, I think it would have been a bit too on the nose if it happened immediately after. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe it so would. I like it. And you've ha you had yeah. the slight yeah. hint, didn't you, of Marie saying that she was a bit worried about him. Or not saying she was worried about him, but when was pointedly that? saying she wasn't worried about him in a way that made you think, oh, she's worried about him. When did she say uh, she wasn't worried about him? She's talking, I think it is when, possibly it's whilst Walt, Walt's missing still, and she's talking to Skylar on the phone. Yeah, and um, you know this the shooting's just happened, and and Skyler says, "How is everything? Is, is Hank okay?" And uh, what um, Marie Marie 
says, oh, you know, Hank, he's indestructible. But right. she's looking at him in a kind of way like that makes her yeah. think that's not what she's thinking. Okay. Um, so, I mean, not a big hint, but I don't know. There's... there's yeah, that. I don't know. Oh, 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 yeah. guys, like that must have their inner demons and whatnot. Yeah, no, sure. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's a completely, completely fine storyline to have. You know, your, your policeman sort of like starts to get cold feet about what, what they're doing kind of thing and all the sort of like the brutality and the killing they come up against, but... Something well, I mean, about... scared. He's scared, scared of being and, shot. Yeah, and scared. Yeah, sure. Just something about it just didn't quite ring true with me okay. for some reason. I mean, I I say, yeah. what I didn't like so much yeah. maybe was, like you said, the, 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 the cold open bit. And I was just a bit confused, really. It felt like these guys finding the, the, the grill there. Tuco's grill. Tuco's grill. Yeah. It was like, um, I don't know if it was in a cold open, but we've seen before where um, some Mexican kit and, you know, uh, uh, Latino kids found um, the gas masks that they yeah. used. That was an important plot point. They'd found this that 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 would come to light. That that yeah. would, that would, they would take that to somebody and they'll be found. So them finding the grill felt like a similar thing. Well, it ought to be an important. It, that plot ought point. to come through, yeah. but it isn't, is it? It's just no, that it's, whole loop is just it's just kind of indicative of Hank's state of mind, really. Yeah, that, yeah. How did it get there? Oh, at the end, yeah. it got there because he threw it in because he was. Yes, and to be honest, I was just confused by that for the whole episode, and it wasn't much of a revelation at the end. Sure. So, yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it wasn't the best thing. But I actually yeah. thought the actual panic attack. I, I, I kind of. Got to grips with them, found quite interesting, and right. did make me sympathise more with with Hank and uh, okay and stuff. Because I, I mean, remember, I mean, um, this is sort of a maybe this is a end of the podcast question, but I suppose we're not that far off that. Um, but I remember you said in the last episode that you were a little bit unsure about it. It felt like a kind of treading water. Uh, the last episode. one, yeah, yeah, and I felt a little bit about this one to be honest. I thought I know I know Hank's up. I know Hank's state of mind is kind of going to be an important thing, but no, yeah, because it's yeah. not because we've got a montage. That's why it's not. It's not treading water if you've got a montage. What that, that doesn't hold hold true, does it? I don't know. I whooped almost internally when I saw that montage. And it was a montage again with a sort of jaunty Mexican music in I the background. Love, wasn't yeah, it? I like that music very much. I thought yeah. that was that was. Was it the same good. music as before? No, no, no. no. So no, I don't know. What but it was. it's the same kind of feel though, wasn't it? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Um, I know slightly. I don't know more of a kind of loungy. Yeah, but Mexican um, Latino lounge music. Latino, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, I really, I, there is something about montage. I'm sure we've talked before about the joy of montages, but normally about the about the chemical. So the joy of a cooking montage. Cooking joy of a cooking. But I think the selling montage is pretty good. And and the, with this one, we've got it ends with a plot point, which I think is quite nice. And yes. A bit more, a bit of a twist on your usual montage, which is just like, yeah. hey, now we've learned how to do something. This was hey, something's going really well. Oh, Did you um find that um skinny pig kind of falling into that trap? Why did he run in the same direction as the woman? Why did he kind of like follow her? Do you think was was that a credible kind of thing that would happen? Do you think? Yeah, maybe freak out. He's not, you know, bright as sausage. Might do that. Yeah, I guess she was just kind of leading him somewhere. But I mean, could couldn't you just pull a knife on someone? It didn't look like it didn't look like that hard to combat either. Really, do you think? No. Yeah. No, but skinny Pete was yeah. there, isn't and he was caught. Well, that's no, he's quite old, isn't he? He's quite old. <laughs> yeah, he's getting on. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I didn't think it was unbelievable. Anyway, I thought, I thought, I thought that was uh, was quite fair. 
Um, so I, I mean, yeah, from Walt's point of view, it's just staggering on a bit. Um, I, yeah, I guess it wasn't a, a, a massively exciting episode, really. Yeah. I mean, um, what was Hank's state of mind is going to be an important thing, isn't it, for the next few episodes in some ways? God, yeah, you know, I was thinking that, and again, I was thinking, oh, is that one of those things that actually doesn't go anywhere? What, because, like Marie's kleptomania? Yeah, because I was thinking definitely the Hank I remember in the last few seasons <coughs> was pretty... Okay, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's fair, but anyway, well, I just if, to think about I think it should be our general rule in this podcast that if we can't remember what's going to happen, we shouldn't try and yeah. try, try and pretend we can. Because <laughs> yeah. spoilers are one thing. Yes. Poorly remembered spoilers are really bad. Um, okay, so what are we got? Are we on to our last last thoughts and things? Uh, yeah. I think so, yes. I'm, okay. I've pretty much... Um, oh, I had, I had one sort of question about, like, this is sort of, about the early scenes, really, with Walt's cancer treatment. Um, mm. Good. I've yeah. got a point about that. Uh, did you, do you think we've um, we've seen enough about Walt's cancer? You know, has it been kind of like, has it been, because, I mean, as far as much as I know about chemotherapy, is it's it's pretty kind of like, a, you know, devastating. Or not devastating, but it, makes it really, you really makes you really, really tired. Would Walt have been able to... How much has Walt been doing? Every week, hasn't he? He was doing it initially. That was the plan that he had to do it. I remember them doing having like two sessions. I'm 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 prepared to let a lot of that slide for the sake of the story. But I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I bet I know very little really about cancer treatment. I must say, I I felt like in a couple of episodes, I'd kind of forgotten that Hank had uh, Walt had cancer. Yeah, which is perhaps not a good thing. Because it was actually surprised when he vomited again today. Yes, he's sick again. Yeah. Um. And you think, well, has he been doing that all the That's time? That's true. That, yeah. I mean, I think for one thing, you know, cancer is a grim old subject. There yes. isn't a lot of excitement about watching him have his treatment. Um, no. Although I am quite fascinated by all those machines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, sorry, I've got another medical point. Oh, medical issue. Medical issue. Yeah. My, not that I know lots about cancer treatment, but I do know about drips and stuff. So oh, yeah. I don't know about... Unless oh, yes, it's like really weird about chemotherapy drugs. So they've yeah. got the little baggie and it's um, like brownie coloured, the, the medication is. Yeah. Um, uh, but why is it that you get drops of blood in it, in the bag of of, uh, of, of fluids, the drug bag? What, before they go into him? Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't even notice that, actually. Oh, I'm sorry, but I did. Number I two in Talia's <laughs> list of medical discrepancies yes. following on from the really poor cannulation techniques. Ridiculous cannulation. That was more <laughs> silly. But I thought this was another thing of just trying to make a, a medical thing more lurid. Obviously, it goes into his Looks vein. A bit arty. It yeah. might go back a little bit. I mean, it <coughs> sort of reminded me of that shot in Pulp Fiction where they um, get the flashback of blood in, in yes. the syringe. But there's a good reason. That's exactly what, you know, I, you can understand that's why you want to see yes. that. Yes. But so not back into the bag, the up the tube. It's never going to get, it's really, yeah. it's about like a, a, a metre and a half long. It's, with, it's gravity. It just wouldn't happen. It's kind of an arty Unless thing, isn't it? I even went to the extent of Googling, do you, for some oh, Jesus, strange for, reason. I'm glad you said that. I thought for a moment you said, I even went to the extent of hooking myself up to a drip at work <laughs> see if it was possible. <laughs> No, I don't yeah, know. But um, I, anyway, so I, I yeah. it's a small point. But, please, um, don't, please don't go to those kind of lengths just for yeah. the sake of this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Anything no. else I was on to? Oh, I think that's all I had to oh, say. Oh, we had Jane. This is our first meeting with Jane. Yes, I like Jane. I we should mention Jane. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, we don't see, we don't, we don't. Well, she's going to be more way important in a few. I have a good episodes. memory of Jane from the original, so because there's there's one point in, the, in with her character in a few episodes time when she just becomes. Well, I haven't even talked about it now. I want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, it, sounds, it sounds like you quite like her. Wow. What? Well, there is, isn't there? She's quite sassy. Oh. I do quite like her, but then okay. she's, she is a bit of a junkie as well. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's always that. But she becomes this massive threat to, to Walt, doesn't she? That it's sort of the biggest threat that Walt's had so far in some ways. Oh, I stop it! That. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, oh, sorry. yeah, okay. Damn it! Just <laughs> it for me. Um, Which ultimately leads to Walt's almost defining yes, badness. Because I do remember yeah. there is, you know, the ultimate yeah. end to this. But anyway, yeah. okay. But yeah. yeah, I mean, for the introduction of my character, we obviously don't see that much of her, but yeah. she seems fine. And I don't think I immediately thought she was going to be um, um, important. But I kind of I, figured we might have a bit of a love interest for Jesse on the cards. Yeah, great for Jesse, isn't it? That's oh. all he gets. Well, no, there's others and they go Oh, well God, too. yes. But, um, Anyway, um, there's my now. Remember, to, initially to begin with, I was really like trying to be on the ball about time passing. Oh yeah, and then you kind of now got of, bored. Yeah. Well, no, what happened was there was a point where um, uh, Skylar says at um, the grey matter thing was you know the, the, the episode well, they where they go, Elliot Gretchen, you first meet yeah. Gr uh, Elliot and Gretchen. Um, <laughs> It was in that episode, so I think somebody asked Skylar how, you know, how pregnant she is, and she says she's got eight weeks to go, yeah. which I forget she means. She's 32 weeks pregnant, and yeah. I actually thought she gave birth at the end of season one, but that was way wrong. It's possible, I think, the end of this season. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, okay, so that, that sets us eight weeks to go. Um, so that then I got bored and couldn't be bothered working out the timeline. And, and you also got it a bit wrong, so it didn't seem like bringing you up again. Um, did I get it wrong? <laughs> well, okay, a little bit, yeah. But, um, but what happens is they, at the, 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 they're discussing um, with the doctor about the kind of little bit of a summary about how the cancer treatment's going, don't they, at the beginning of this. And he says, right, well, I'm going <coughs> to check back with you in uh, two months' time, which I think is when, about when the baby's due. Yeah. So, that Which was makes no time having passed at all. Season. No, yeah. no time having passed at all. And um, I did manage to find, because somebody will have done the work for you somewhere. Yes, oh yes, I remember you shamed me there, that. There yeah. is a, and I should credit it, um, I think it's on, it's on vulture.com, that's right. Um, and it did actually, it was at that point, it was it was some point way through the season series, so it's only in about season three or four, um, but it had worked out the kind of what they reckoned time passed so I recommend people look at that rather than listen to me but from their estimate they didn't mention this particular point but they say well from, from where they say this this episode is and where the grey matter one there's at least six weeks not that long actually but six five, weeks between grey matter and here weeks. yeah five or six weeks so really that should mean only like two, week, two weeks pregnancy ago uh yes right but it's not so I think that's a little bit of a snafu. So anyway, I'm not you're suggesting that they, the writing's got a bit screwed up? Uh, yeah, unless somebody doesn't know how pregnancy works. I hear actually that people are pregnant for 48 weeks yeah, in, in, the US, in the US compared to 40 weeks over here. They do. They, they, yeah. they, they're cause they like to do everything bigger. It's, they like everything yeah. bigger. That's, yeah. that's, that must be it. 
But anyway, that's... Although the women come to regret it when they actually give birth. That's why they have such a high caesarean rate. Anyway, that's getting boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think well, that's all. I that's think that's all it. I Yes, have. I think so. That's all I have um, on it. I do like the acronym DDAA, and I might start using that more. What was that? Don't be an asshole. Oh, who says that again? Uh, Jane says it. Jane says oh, it yes. to Jesse, and Jesse, yeah. Jesse repeats it to all his crew. Yeah, DBAA. Because he, yeah. likes, he likes Jane, he's using her Are you going to start to use that in the podcast, perhaps, to me at no. some point? <laughs> no. No, I'll, I'll well. go in. I'll just do that in IRL. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, that's, I mean, well, that's more rambling than normal, we, yeah. normally, isn't it? Sorry so, about that. Yeah. So just to say, um, if you have any comments on the podcast, you can leave them on our website, which is um, ethancrane.com, C-R-A-N-E. Just follow the links to the Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad Rehab podcast. Or you can leave us a message on Twitter, like Breaking Bad Rehab as well. But other than that, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Yes. Bye-bye.